Hello everyone, this is Tim Dodd. Welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Thankful to give witness to tens of thousands, yes, and to the millions that believe it. And believes it now, I believe that God's going to let me live to pack it until all around the world it's been circulated. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast today. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast where we report on the works of God all over the world as relates to the end time word. And uh, one thing that I really thank God for is the Bibles. The Bibles have been uh, given out. The happiest of all are the uh, people, you know, like the old women. Uh, the joy that they have when you go into those places and they've got new Bibles that they are using. And greater than that, again, is those seven church age books. The seven church ages have really equipped our ministers to go out. Greetings, brothers and sisters. This is Mark Aho, and today we are going to take a look at the situation in Uganda, specifically the collision of a revival with a pandemic. These are two major forces that collided in Uganda in 2020. It's kind of like the old question of what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. There's a lot of drama in this situation, and to help tell the story, we have Pastor Stephen Ibali reporting from Uganda, and also Pastor Fred Chienji, both of whom are intimately involved in everything that is taking place there. To start things off, we have a discussion with Brother Tim Dodd, our missions director, and Brother Murphy Wong, the voice of the message in China. Brother Tim, bring us up to date. What is the situation in Uganda right now? Thank you, Brother Mark, for inviting us once again. Brother Murphy yep. Wong is here with us, and uh, I'm, I'm even lost for words. We're, we're awestruck. We are amazed at what God continues to do in the country of Uganda. We have a, a new updated article in the current version of the Believer's Faith Challenge Report. Uh, it's called, When a Revival and a Pandemic Collide. Everybody knows that the world has been shut down for quite a number of months under the COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, it's been roughly three years since the revival or the awakening, as we call it, is taking place in Uganda. And the pandemic and the shutdown has certainly not slowed it down. The only thing it has slowed down is the baptisms. Uh, they haven't been able to baptize people. But in the midst of it all, there's been great outreach through the radio broadcast and people getting in contact with the brothers there. And now that it's opening up a little bit, and I just heard literally just today that now the churches are able to go from 70 people to 200 people in a meeting. And great so that Lord. the restrictions are, are being lifted and uh, they're able to get together. But there are other things that are happening in Uganda, and maybe I'll mention this before we carry on, is that uh, please pray for the country of Uganda. There is political unrest. There's rioting mm. in the streets. There's people being shot. Uh, the government is, is cracking down on the unrest, and this is right in the capital city of Kampala. And so we want to bear up the believers there. Uh, it seems that whether it's Uganda or Ethiopia, as God is moving in a mighty way, 
the devil is certainly trying to cause a disturbance that works against it. Brother Murphy, you've been here for three years, and I can imagine that you haven't seen anything, uh, or maybe you have seen things like what has happened in the country of Uganda. Well, I think uh, what's happening in Uganda was absolutely supernatural. I never in my life uh, witnessed anything uh, like that. We we put in the in the current BFCR a list of t- about two hundred churches or two hundred congregations that have been expelled by their denominations because they have embraced the message of the hour. Mm. And the reason that we put the list in the BFCR was because sometimes it's hard to share the impact of what really is happening in Uganda. It's unheard of, at least in my view, within the message. There are many countries that have many believers, such as Angola. You know, we mm-hmm. can talk about Congo and the great impact the message has had in that country, uh, whether it be uh, Nigeria, uh, Ghana, different countries where there's great many number of believers. However, to see so many come in in so short a time from different uh, denominational churches and have lost their buildings because the denominations own the building, but they're willing to stand for the message of the hour in spite of all of that. Uh, I think that that is an extraordinary thing. Yeah, very much. We, I know we've looked at different options, Brother Murphy, and with the, even the believers in China of shipping things from China to help them with building structures. But really, the only option is to build structures on the ground. Right. There is a great cost with regards to importing things into the country. Uh, a lot of taxes, a lot of expenses. However, uh, for as little as $3,000 for a small building, not much more than $5,000, we can erect a, uh, a tin structure for a congregation that wow. maybe would fit up to 100 people. And That's amazing. These different areas. Yeah, I think that is a that is a great for those people. They've been uh, sacrificed and and suffered from uh, uh, the persecution from their denomination because of the we received the message. I think that's the least that we can do to help them up to have a little shelter so that they can worship the God under the revelation of this message. One of the outstanding things that uh, has happened recently. There's a group of Methodist ministers that were listening to the message of the hour on the radio broadcast uh, during the shutdown and uh, or the lockdown, mm-hmm. you might say, and that they have been in contact yeah. with Brother Stephen Abali and have now started to be baptized and receive the message of the hour. These are wow. not Pentecostals. These are not Baptists. These are Methodist ministers. So it's just amazing what God is doing there. Just totally amazing. Yeah, yeah. One of the great things that we've been able to do is Brother Murphy has been in charge of printing books in China at low cost and shipping them to Uganda. And right. we find the cost of printing in China to be very low. And so far we've we've printed about 17,000 church age books, uh, 10,000 Bibles. We're just in the process of printing 10,000 seals books. And... Yeah. Uh, Brother Murphy can maybe share a little bit about the uh, the process of of ordering, printing, and getting the books into Uganda. Yeah, well, that's uh, what I think. That's what happens when uh, when we saw what is a God is doing in another country. Uh, actually, really, there's a no boundary 
between the believers. Um, no matter their uh, uh, what language they're speaking, what countries that they're living in there. But as a message believer, when we saw uh, such a great things as happens uh, in another country uh, done by God, it's not by man orchestrated, but when the God started to, I think it's a behoof to us uh, to be coming to uh, the burden of uh, should be to every believer that in their heart want to do anything to help those uh, our brothers and sisters. And so that's why when we uh, first heard that uh, in Uganda, I started to mentioning to the people in China. I know those people, they're, uh, uh, they're going through uh, in a tight, tight situation uh, from the authority of the government. Uh, but it, it caught the, the people's burden. And then, uh, so those brothers and sisters uh, asked about, you know, what can they uh, do? So I told them, I said, well, the best thing that we could do, I think, is uh, just do whatever we help them. Just as when the work in China first started and the Cloverdale Bible Way, the church over here and the different other churches that helped the work in China. And now is the time for us uh, to, if we can uh, just use the term to pay back. So that's a, uh, uh, we start to uh, getting the um, uh, help with the, with the printing uh, of the seven church ages, the printing of the, the Bible. Another thing is that the believers in China, they donated 1,000 uh, MP3 players that's loaded all the uh, message, uh, Brother Benham's message, 1,200 messages. It's all in that SD card, that in that MP3 player. And then they donated uh, to the uh, brothers and sisters uh, in uh, Uganda. I think that's a part of the uh, the works that that's what we want to uh, help them. Um, and that was course, a tremendous that was a tremendous gift, uh, Brother Murphy, and and a great help to all of the new ministers. We obviously don't have enough to give one to every believer, but to all of the new ministers and even some other ministers, some of the established or existing ministers in the message in Uganda. Uh, these thousand MP3 players with the message, all of the English messages and all of the Luganda messages uh, yeah. that they have in audio format have been given out to ministers to help them in their studies of the message of the hour. And yeah. that's a wonderful blessing. And we so appreciate the believers in China for that gift. Yeah, I know there's a lot of uh, uh, unexpected cost to uh, uh, with that uh, because the custom and things uh, but I think the message is just a priceless and uh, to see those uh, brothers and uh, uh, minister brothers who received the mp3 player and listening to it and be inspired and blessed by it I think that is also priceless Bible believers is constantly in contact with senior ministers in Uganda Brother Tim Dodd has traveled there many times in the setting up and operation of the radio broadcast that has played a major role in the revival that is now taking place. Pastor Stephen Ibali is one of our main contacts. Brother Ibali is a Uganda native and has been a stable message pastor for many years, and he has been extremely instrumental in helping us assess and meet the needs of this revival. Brother Ibali now reports on the situation in Uganda at this moment. God bless you, saints, and hope all is well. We thank God who has been so gracious to us through the year. It has not been an easy year, but... Uh, Yet it has uh, been a blessing in some way. 
uh, we have started uh, having fellowship about uh, coming to two months now. We were allowed first to start with 70 people. Now we can be able to gather 200 people. Now, this helps us to be able to reach out and get the ministers that we've been working together because that's a very good number. 200 is a very big number. And so we try the best we can to go out and continue you know, the ministry and reaching out to different people. Currently, we've got something that's exciting us, that God has opened the door among the Methodist people. So far, we have baptized one group that was the doorway, and there are many more that are waiting baptism now. Currently, we cannot do that because we've had very bad rains, and uh, most of the roads have been affected. We cannot reach out to the people. But graciously, we thank God that he's in control and uh, you know, he continues to open the doors. The year has not been easy, but yet the Lord has blessed us through the year. We have bought seven uh, uh, properties for seven different churches. And so far, we are building six uh, different uh, shelters to accommodate the fellowships. And then we've also been able to put up five toilets in those different places. Uh, that's not a small thing so far. We really see that the Lord has been gracious to us, opening doors, blessing the people. We've been baptizing over and over. And uh, one thing that I really thank God for is the Bibles. The Bibles have been uh, given out. The happiest of all are the uh, people, you know, like the old women, uh, the joy that they have when you go into those places and they've got new Bibles that they are using. And greater than that, again, is those seven church age books. The seven church ages have really equipped our ministers to go out because they are right now equipped with the proper teaching of the word and they've got something to back up their witness. Because as you know, the seven church age book, the way it's written, everything is backed up by scripture. So this has been a great blessing to the ministers because the rest of the organizations used to believe that we only preach by bringing out quotations of William Branham. But now that the ministers have got the church age books, it has really boosted their confidence. One of the things that we're now encountering is that the books that we have printed are now being used up. Uh, we do have a print station in uh, Uganda. We have a high-speed printer, and they do a lot of volunteer work to print and, and collate and staple books and get them out in Uganda. And so they're doing a great work in that way. But the large books which we print in China... They are almost exhausted, and so we, mm -hmm. we will be needing to reprint uh, church-age books for Uganda. Uh, we'll That's probably need another 10,000 church-age book and at least another 10,000 Bibles. Sure. And sure. so for the listener, I'll just say uh, each church-age book, uh, once it lands in Uganda, probably costs about $2. And each mm -hmm. Bible, by the time it gets to Uganda, probably costs about $5. Mm -hmm. And so... 
these are very high quality Bibles and something that will last a good season for the people that receive them. One of the things yeah. we found over the uh, last few years of the awakening is that these people that have come into the message, although they were Christians, many of them, most of them, mm-hmm. and they attended churches, yet they didn't even have Bibles, which wow. is which just grieves my heart. There's, there's really oh no way to describe that. Yeah, yeah. And and many times they thought, well, you know, we'll never, I'll never own a Bible. Can you imagine uh, going through life thinking I'll never own a Bible? I thank God for every believer that has donated to the cause given for Bibles or books in Uganda. There are tens of thousands of believers, new believers that have Mm -hmm. been blessed by everybody's effort to give to this wonderful work of the Lord in Uganda. Amen. That's marvelous. Another pastor who has been extremely instrumental in this revival is Brother Fred Chinji. Brother Fred has been the voice of the Bible Believers radio broadcast in Uganda, and he and the team he travels with has literally baptized uncounted thousands of new believers in the past three years. We asked Brother Fred to explain to us the effect that the lockdown has had on the revival that was taking place. To conclude this podcast today, here is the report from Brother Fred. God bless you, saints, all over the world. This is Pastor Patrick Frederick Chinji from Seta Eagles Church, Kampala, Uganda, East Africa. It's a great opportunity to speak to you saints around the world about the current situation of the revival. It was around the end of the month of March last this year when we, our country, faced a lockdown due to a COVID-19 pandemic. This worried most of us since our new message converts. Those who are running from denominations would like our presence in a way of milk feeding them with the word of the hour for their spiritual growth. Not only that, the lockdown is meant to stop baptizing by water to them that would have believed the message. Eventually, we found out that even those church places which we had uh, as ch- renting as churches, those ch- new places we had for renting, for fellowship, their rental dues hiked, hiked up during that time of lockdown. And the other temporary shelters were be- uh, broken down by termites and some by the storm since they were abandoned and they were no, there was no fellowship uh, going on. However, through sunshine or shadows, the revival stayed, and the people, after at least 70 months of the lockdown, were found more strong with, the, with what they believed. That little they had, up to this time, they strong hold on it. Immediately after they opened up, we started receiving calls from different groups of people, especially those who heard from others who received the 70 church ages, uh, the seven church age book, you know, during the, the lockdown, we called those to emphasize, emphasizing them to read much about the seven church ages, comparing it with the Bible to see what is going on. So it inspired them, especially those who read the Bible, the age books in their vernaculars. They understand, they understood where more better. And uh, from those who have testified to them, 
we got more escalation of the, the revival. What is happening now is that we are moving from, the, from church to church to see how brethren we preach the word to how they are. It reminds me of the Bible, about the Bible in the book of Acts chapter 15, verse 36, where Paul had to go back and visit them and found them how they are to encourage them. So that's what we are doing now. There is still a cry for knowing more of the word, especially from the Pentecostal denominations. And ever since they open up, we have held small seminars where they organize and call us to teach them. And from those various, these various meetings, we have received more than 100 pastors from different churches which have lived, who have believed the message of the hour. When I talk about 100 pastors, I don't, talk, I don't mean the believers. They are behind them. There are some thousands of believers whom have not yet baptized the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We appreciate all the believers from around the world who have contributed to see that we avail what we have availed to these people, to avail them with the Bibles, to avail them with the seven church ages, especially in their vernacular, and to avail them with temporary tin disherators. And to others, we give them the tapolines. It is not our work. It is the work of the Lord around the world. So we would like to, uh, to thank you, most especially to thank the church in Cloverdale, pastored by our precious pastor, Pastor Eddie Bisico, the church in Edmonton, the entire message church in Edmonton. We thank you. We also appreciate our missionary brother, Brother Tim Dodd, who has done a great work with his great effort to do what he is doing, to see that people we stand and is kind of supporting us so much, spiritually and physically, to see that we avail these people with the word of the hour. I would like to say, as per now, each day passes, there is a group of people that yearns for this message of the hour. Please kindly, we need more of the tindicerators, land for shelters, tarpaulins, books, and audio messages of Brother Branham. The support of the radio program is doing a great work since ever people, we always refer them to the radio program every Friday. On the weekends, when the messages of Brother Branham are played, we refer them to that radio program so that they hear more about the message of the day. We appreciate and we pray that you keep us in prayers so that God strengthen us, give us more wisdom and anointing to move on with these people because we know that this move is just for a, shortly, for a short time. Soon we will be seeing our Lord. May the Lord bless you. We love you. Shalom. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Remember, friends, the bridegroom will not come until the bride has made herself ready. She must be both called and fully dressed by the Word of God. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast. You can sign up for our email newsletter at BibleWay.org. Scroll to the bottom of the page where it says Newsletter. Fill in your name and email address and click Sign Up. In this email report, you will receive reports of the works of God in China, in Africa, in South America, in India, Europe, 
all over the world. We also publish a full-color paper newsletter two times a year, complete with photographs, reports, and testimonies from all over the world. The newsletter is free. Just request it, and we would be happy to mail a copy to you. You can contact us by email at info at bible-believers.org. That's info at bible-believers.org. Or you can write to us at Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. That's Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. This is Mark Ajo. Thank you for being with us today. And be sure to join us for the next Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast. Thank you.